Blog Talk Radio. Can I talk to you? I know you got no questions. What's the hardest thing you're going through? Talking about mountains, talking about pain, talking about my life, when will it change? Talking about all things, I can do all things. Talking about nightmares, lose my way, and my dreams better be erased. Talking about all things, I said I can do all things. I understand. I know the strength to open our eyes we were able to rise because you gave us strength and our limbs and the facilities of our body we were able to get here God because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety and did not allow harm to come to us Lord 
We're grateful to again come into your presence because we know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified that you might be glorified, that your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life. And that's what we seek, God, life, eternal life, God. We pray, oh God, today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you, Lord. Bind the hand of the devil, God. Rebuke the hand of the enemy, Lord. God, let your anointing that resonates in this place even now. God, let there be an outpouring on your people. We need you, God, to take us to another level in you, Lord. God, we're faced with demonic forces, God. Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord, and we need to be fortified with your power. God, we can't make it on our own strength, God. We don't have enough to stand on, Lord. But we know, God, that your joy is our strength. Fill us up on today in the name of Jesus. Somebody have come this morning burdened down, God, with the issues of life, God. Somebody, God, is in the battle of their life. Somebody's, God, fighting in their mind and in their spirit, Lord. Where the devil have come in to war against them, Lord. But we thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us than he that is within this world, God. We know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, and you're no short of your promise, Lord, and you're able to deliver us, Lord. Touch us on today, Lord. We need you like never before. Fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God, and give us a refilling, Lord, that when we leave here today, Lord, huh? we can leave with your anointing, Lord, huh? that as we meet men and women, boys and girls, huh? they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. Huh? In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Huh? We thank you because you are a healer. Huh? You're the God that healeth thee, huh? and healing is in your wings, huh? and you're able to touch our feeble bodies. Huh? You're able to save our troubled souls, huh? and in the name of Jesus, huh? bind every demon, Lord, huh? every demonic force, Lord. Huh? God, that comes to keep us uh, in the same place, Lord. Uh, we're willing, God, to surrender uh, and say yes to your will, Lord. Uh, we're willing to turn our lives, God, uh, over into your hands, Lord, uh, because we come to the place, God, uh, where we realize like never before, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, more than anything we know, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, while men are trying to find, God, uh, solutions to this chaotic world, God, uh, we're looking to you. Lord, because we know for every right desire, there is an answer, and Jesus sure that answer. There's no need for us, God, to turn hither or thither, Lord. We need but to look for you, Lord, because you're the answer, God, for our troubled lives, Lord. Touch on the day, God. Break every yoke, oh God. Save on the day, God. Deliver on the day, God. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We're crying out to you, Lord. We know that you're able to save our souls. We know that you're able, God, to heal our bodies, Jesus. We know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around. Jesus, 
us. No other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able, Jesus, to deliver our children. You're able, Jesus, to save the unsaved husband. You're able, Jesus, to heal the cancer patient. Nothing too hard for you, Jesus. No other God we know. We know that you're able, Jesus. We know that you're able, Jesus. We say yes to your will, God. Yes to your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. And we'll thank you for it. And we'll give your name the praise. And we'll bless you, Lord. Yes, we thank you, Lord. And we bless your holy name. Come on, open your mouth and give the Lord some praise. My message is entitled, The Wolf is at the Door. The wolf is at the door. Father, I thank you, God. I thank you, Lord, for your word. It's a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. I thank you, Lord, for the indwelling presence of your Holy Spirit that gives us new hearts, Lord, so that we can stretch out beyond our limitations and be ambassadors of you and your word to all who can still hear. I thank you, Lord, for the anointing of your spirit. I thank you for courage and compassion today, God, to speak things that need to be spoken in this generation. Help us, Lord, as a church, never to back away from truth. Help us to go forward and let it fall where it may. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. The wolf is at the door. Isaiah chapter 53 prophet Isaiah says these words who has believed our report beginning at verse 1 and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant as a root out of dry ground he has no form or comeliness and when we see him there is no beauty that we should desire him he's despised and rejected by men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and we hid as it were our faces from him He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, and we've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. You know, it's, it's so important before we even begin to look at this passage of Scripture to understand that it was a religious system that crucified Christ. You know, we understand that the Roman authorities were the instruments of his death, but it was the religious order of the day created by God's own people that put the Son of God on a cross. There were leaders in that generation, and they had had used their position over the people to garner titles for themselves. They had adorned themselves in righteous robes, as they saw it, and they, they loved to parade among the people, as Jesus said, and be called master, teacher, teacher, teacher in the marketplace. But Jesus himself came in a form that he did not take on this form of grandeur that men give to themselves. And also, too, they created a system of salvation that was much wider and much more inclusive than the one that God had given to us. 
matter of fact, it was so narrow that Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father except through me. They were so offended when he challenged their religious system because they had, they had created this wide door into eternal life and eternal bliss with God that doesn't exist. All kinds of people were coming into the temple defiled and going out defiled. They were living in manners and ways that the Bible clearly indicated would leave them excluded from the kingdom of God forever. And so in comes this man. He's not interested in their system. He's not trying to garner one of their titles. He's not doing things their way. The Bible says there was no beauty in him that we should desire him. He's not dressed in righteous robes. He's, he's not got boxes on his forehead. He's not walking around with tassels on his arms. He's not parading like some rooster before the people. Talking about how close to God he actually is. They despised him and rejected him because he challenged the religious system. They had created a system of redemption that did not exist. Do you understand? And that's the propensity of humankind. The original sin in the Garden of Eden is that we can be as God is. Remember, we can, we can become judges of what's good and what's evil. And if you take that to its logical extension, we can start declaring things that are, that are God forgives when he doesn't. We can start declaring behaviors righteous when they're not. We can start telling people they're going to heaven when they aren't. That is the grave, grave danger of religion. When humankind in its sin nature is allowed to take it and so twist it and so pervert it that it becomes something that God never intended it to be. Could you imagine sitting in a place as a professed or supposed believer in Christ only to end up at the throne of God one day to find out you've been outside the whole thing all along? What a tragedy that's going to be for so many. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. There was a, a heaviness in the heart of the Son of God as he looked on the people as sheep without a shepherd. But we hid our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. And we are, of course, reliving the scripture again in great measure in our day. In many, many places, even where God's people are gathering, the word of God is despised. And we are now gravitating to fancy preachers who have opened the door real wide to people who are not going to heaven, giving them false peace when they're not at peace with God. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 5, 17, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old things are what passed away. And behold, all things are become new. If, if we are in Christ, if Christ is in us, that means a new value system. It means a new heart. It means a new mind. It means a new way of speaking, thinking, living. It means that what God says is good is good, and what God says is evil is evil. We don't try to change that. We accept that from the Word of God. Now, this message is given to shepherds. To bring us not only to the knowledge of our salvation, but to the freedom which Christ bought for us. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And by his beating, as it is, that he took on the cross, we are healed. The old things don't have power over us anymore unless we choose to let them. The old ways of living, speaking, thinking, doing are broken. And we become new creations in Christ. 
we are able to look back and say, thank God I'm not what I used to be. I'm not everything that I hoped to be, but thank God I'm not what I used to be, and thank God I'm going to be one day what Christ is calling me to be. So there's this constant moving forward in the life of a genuine believer, leaving an old way of thinking, an old way of living, an old way of speaking, and moving to truth, even when it's painful. The book of Proverbs says a righteous person swears to their own hurt and doesn't change. In other words, I say I'm going to do this, and I do it because God's word says I should, even if it causes me pain. And I don't turn from it. Now, Paul was this kind of a shepherd. He, he didn't hold back, as I said earlier. This is what he said in Acts chapter 20, verses 26 to 31. He said, therefore, I testify to you to say I'm innocent of the blood of all men. In other words, and this is the cry of my heart. If anyone here today hearing my voice ends up in hell, let it not be my fault. Let it never be because I didn't declare to you the whole counsel of God or I didn't warn you of something that had the power to drag you down into eternal darkness. For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. Paul says, for this I know that after my departure... Savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone, he said, day and night with tears. Paul said there's going to be wolves that are going to come and they're all already, there's packs of them now. It's not just a few, there's many now in our generation. And they're going to come to devour the sacrifice of Christ and the promise of new life through him. They're going to promise you liberty, as the scripture says in the New Testament, but they themselves are the slaves to corruption. They're promising something they, they're not experiencing themselves and they can't deliver it. Listen to what Jude says, the last book of the New Testament before the book of the Revelation. Verse 3 says, Behold, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels, who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities round about them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality, and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Here's what the wolves do. They teach that you can live a lifestyle against the word of God and still claim heaven as your eternal home. That is the wolf that's now at the door of the Christian church in America. 
Listen to what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 to 11. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Be, do not be deceived. Neither fornicators. That means people who engage in sexual intercourse outside of the bonds of marriage between one man and one woman. Fornicators are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Settle it. It's in the word of God. Don't be deceived into thinking you can live in a moral lifestyle and heaven will still be your home. So hard for this generation to hear when you've got preachers standing in pulpits saying, well, God understands your need and God is a God of love and God won't send anybody to hell. No, that's not true. God is a God of love. We know that. But the Bible tells us that fornicators have no inheritance in the kingdom of God, nor idolaters, people who have other loves in there, something that is in your life that, that is, is, is your whole obsession. Churches or Christ is just a little part of your life, but there's something else in your life that you're pursuing. Nor adulterers, people who engage, who are married, but engage in... You know, today we take words like adultery and we call it an extramarital affair, as if it's a black tie event. You know, you are invited to an extramarital affair next Friday at 5 o'clock. Bible calls it adultery. Adultery. Settle it. Deal with it. The sex outside of marriage will keep you outside of the kingdom of God. And sex outside of the bonds of the person that you are married to, the, white, the man or woman you're married to, will also keep you outside of the kingdom of God, unless it's repented of. Nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. In other words, that's both, men and women. Folks, listen. I understand the dilemma, in a sense, uh, that some might face in same-sex attraction. But I'm telling you, you can't give in to that lifestyle on any level because the Bible clearly says it will leave you outside the kingdom of God. Jesus himself said some people are eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven. In other words, some people just live their lives without any sexual activity for the kingdom of heaven's sake. And he said whoever can hear this, let them hear it. You know, you can you go to a funeral, for example, and you can dress it up with flowers all around, and you can there's a death certificate, and the preacher can get up and say nice words, but the reality is that the corpse is still dead. You can't make it live. It doesn't matter what you do, but it's the same with homosexual marriage, folks. I've got to say it straight out today. I'm not going to hold back on it. You can adorn it with flowers. You can get a certificate from City Hall. You, you can find some backslidden preacher to say nice words about it. But the wages of sin is still death. You can't change that. Now listen. I'll be called a hater for, for this message today. I understand that. But I'm not a hater. If I hated you, I'd let you go to hell. If I hated you, I'd let you die in your sin. If I walk down the street and your house is on fire and you're up in your bedroom window and I don't warn you, am I really a good neighbor? Do I really love you? Do I really care about your eternal destiny? 
You can curse me out of your bedroom window all you want, but I will still warn you that your house is on fire for your soul's sake. North Thebes. Lest we should think that we're just going to focus on one thing. North Thebes. I mean, people who steal. It's that simple. People who steal. People who steal a little. They have a contract maybe and steal a little bit more than they should. Income tax time is coming around, folks. Are you going to pay your taxes? Nor covetous. Nor drunkards. People who come to church this morning, but you were out at a club last night. You're drinking and dancing, and, and this foolishness, I'm out there to share the testimony of Christ. Who are you kidding? If you really are there to do that, stand on the sidewalk with pamphlets in your hand and give it to the drunks coming out of the club. You don't need to be in there with them. No revilers. You know, especially in, in this environment we're now living in, in this country at this time, where reviling has is, is, is become the speech of the day, where it's, it's fashionable just to curse everybody around you. You know, Paul said revilers don't inherit the kingdom of God. We have a different heart. We have a different spirit. We're, we're a different kind of people. Jesus himself said, blessed are the peacemakers. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. Nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. I love that. Would be to God that I can honestly say that of everybody here today. Such were some of you. But you are sanctified. That means you are set apart for the kingdom of God. You are. You, 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 you honestly repented. You walked away. You moved away from what God's word says is wrong. You can't make it right. You can't change it. It doesn't matter if a million people say, oh, isn't this wonderful? If God's word says it's not, it's not. You are sanctified. You walked away. You walked away from these old ways of thinking, these old behaviors and all of these things. And you set yourself apart for the kingdom of God. You're justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. Now, you and I are living in an hour where the wolf is heading to the door of the church, demanding in our generation that we bow down to this new definitions of good and evil. This is where we're living. The days of being able to say without penalty, what I'm saying today are, are over. If they're, not, if they're not over, they're very close to over. It's an amazing time that we're now living in. Jesus said in John chapter 10, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. This is the point. There's a lot of hirelings in a lot of pulpits in America today. And they're, they're, they don't necessarily leave the people, but they leave biblical truth. They flee the truth when the wolf is at the door. When the wolf says, if you don't bow down, this is our golden statue. This is what this generation is going to look like. This is what you'll preach. These are the truths that you will espouse. They will bow down when the music plays to save themselves because it's always been about themselves, not about the people. The hireling will flee. 
And you will, you are seeing and you will see a huge departure from biblical truth in the Christian church in this last hour we're living in. The Bible declares that there's going to be an apostasy, a great falling away in the last days from biblical truth. And the hirelings will lead the people, not into the narrow way of eternal life, but into that broad way of destruction. And they flee because it's always done about them. It's been about the robes. It's been about the praises of man. It's been about the titles. It's been about the numbers. It's been about the apparent evidences of success. Then when Christ comes and challenges them, they hate him. His own system hated him. His own people hated him. They pushed him away because he declared their definitions of salvation and truth to be bankrupt. He told them they were full of dead men's bones. He said, you go across land and sea to get one convert, and you make him twice the child of hell that you've become. These are the words of Christ. He warned us in the last days there would be a great falling away. He warned us. He said, you're going to be hated of all nations for my name's sake. You can't escape that. That's a promise in the word of God. We're going to be hated. It's starting now. You're seeing it in society. You're seeing it in the workplace. You can't even have an opinion on things anymore in this generation that we're now living in. Let me say it clearly now. Abortion for the cause of birth control or, or so the people, I understand there are extenuating circumstances, so please don't misquote me on this. But for the cause of just birth control or for the cause of having sexual pleasure and not having to deal with the life that it can create is sin in the sight of a holy God. It's a terrible sin in the sight of a holy God. In America today, the deliberate gender confusing of our children in grade school is sin in the sight of a holy God. In our high schools, forbidding our children to pray and creating this fictitious division between the state and the church, which doesn't exist. If you really study it, you'll understand it never existed. It was created by the godless. Forbidding our children to pray in our schools is sin in the sight of a holy God. In our colleges, allowing godless professors to rise up and mock God and radicalize a whole generation against even their own nation that was founded by God for the purpose of being able to worship according to the word of God and freely by conscience is sin in the sight of a holy God. And the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Praise be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So let this society despise him. Let them consider him ordinary. Let them rebel against his words. But this day, as Joshua once said, if it be hard to follow the Lord, that's your choice. Choose this day. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord.
By the grace of God, we will not bow before the wolf in this generation. By the grace of God, we will stand for the truth of God. By the grace of God, we will pray again. We will pray again as a church age. By the grace of God, we will stand up unashamed for the truth of Jesus Christ. We stand on the side of victory. We stand on the side. We stand on the side of eternal life in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory. And as uh, David the king once did, we will stand in this generation against the lion and the bear and everything that comes in to devour our children and to devour the people of God. It's time for the church of Jesus Christ to rise up. It's time for the people of God to fight back. It's time for us to begin to pray. It's time to run for public office. It's time for teachers to speak. It's time. It's time for the people of God. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Glory, 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 glory. The true shepherds of God in this generation are going to care more for the people than for their own safety more than our own reputation. It's not going to be an easy road. But I don't know about you, but I'm not giving up this generation to darkness. I'm going to stand because the Word of God stands forever. The opinions of men are like grains of sand on the seashore. They'll fall into nowhere. But the Word of God abides forever. Now here's where I conclude. If you're living in sin I plead with you while there's still time turn turn from it and trust God for the strength I know there's some sitting here or listening online or they're in the annex and they say you don't know how deep the bondage is you don't know how powerful the draw is no I don't but I know the Spirit of God is more powerful than all of that put together. And I know the promise of God is that we will have a new life, an eternal life. The days of living in Christian ease is over in America, folks. It's over. We're about to join our brothers and sisters in China and other places who are being persecuted for what they believe. In Iran, who are being jailed and put to death for believing in Christ. We've lived a very comfortable, very lazy Christianity in America, but those days are over. The wolf is now at the door. Pray for those of us who lead in any capacity that God would give us courage. As I pray for you, that God would give you a cleanness of life and practice and heart and give you the courage to speak up in whatever environment you find yourself in. 
Our children are starving for truth in this generation, and they're wide open. There's only a few Goliaths that claim that they have the power to keep us from being the people of God. But they don't. So I challenge you with all my heart, turn from sin, find that new life in Christ, and rise up and be the person that God's called you to be. We're going to sing for just a few moments. We're going to worship. I guess my elder call is just twofold today. For people to say, oh God, help me please to turn from this thing in my life. I don't have to tell you what it is. You already know. Help me to turn away from watching pornography. Help me to turn away from drink. Help me, God, to turn away from that flirtation in the office. Help me, God. Help me, God, to stop railing. Get me off. Get me out of the seat of the scornful. And help me to walk with the righteous. Deliver me, God, from cowardice. And put a love for people in my heart that casts out all fear. Give me a voice to call this generation back to you again. And God help me not to cower under the fear of the repercussions that will come all of our way. You know, I was in Washington and there's an ex-general there who really <clears throat> gives courage to my heart every time I meet him and talk with him. And essentially, what he would say if he was standing here is, you have to fight for a cause higher than your own preservation. If it's just about preserving yourself, you'll flee when the enemy comes. If it's about others, you'll stand. May God give us the courage in this generation to stand for those that don't have a voice for themselves, for our children, for the unborn, for our high school students, for our college students, for every mother, every father, every child in this country that needs to know there's a Savior who died for them. Give us the grace to be kind and compassionate to all, not judging anyone. We leave that to God, but reaching as far as we can reach into this mass of fallen humanity with this message of incredible grace that belongs to every person who turns to it through Jesus Christ. So, Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you will today cause your kingdom to advance. You will give us the strength and courage that we now need as a people to stand against the onslaught of wickedness that wants to extinguish the testimony of your life and word. Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for courage for your people as others throughout the world have had to have. God, deliver us, Lord, from this life of ease that so many of your people have known and bring us into the true fight for the souls of men. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. God, we yield our bodies today to this purpose. We thank you in Jesus' name. So we're going to stand in a moment for those who just, you just know you have to turn from something. And for those who want to turn towards Christ, maybe you don't have a struggle that I'm talking about in your life, but you say, God, I, I'm stuck in neutral. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going back and I'm not going forward. But today you say,
I want to make a difference. I want my life to count. I want my voice to have authority. If that's you, we're going to stand. I'm going to ask you to make your way here. We're going to pray together and believe God to answer our prayer. In the annex, you can make your way here. We'll wait for you in the campus churches. Step between the screens, if you will. We'll be back in just a moment. Uh, every time I look at people at this altar, I see a mighty army of God. I, I do. I honestly do. So, Father, I pray today, Lord, that you would give every man, every woman, every young person who is at this altar who are responding in our campus churches or at home, courage, courage, Lord, and compassion. Lord, your word speaks of a perfect love that casts out fear. So, God, give us a love for people that we would not be afraid to speak truth without condemning them, without railing, just loving and speaking the truth. Father, help those that are caught in sin to turn from it. Help us as your people, my God, to be clean. We who bear the treasure of Christ in these earthen vessels, cleanse us, God, of impurity and mixture and things that cause your voice not to be heard or your heart not to be seen. Give us the grace we need to be the people of God. Lord, help us. Help this nation. Give us a moment of mercy, Lord, to turn back to you again. Give us the grace to pray. Heal our homes, our families, our marriages, our children. My God, deliver us, Lord, from those that crept in to our schools, and our colleges, and our high schools, Lord, and took captive our children. Deliver us, God, from this moment. As you delivered your people out of Egypt, deliver us, God, from those who are throwing our children into the river of confusion. Forgive us, Lord, as a people, as a nation, for what we allowed in our laziness to come into our borders. Forgive us, Lord God, for abdicating the training of our children and giving it to others, Lord, who took advantage and began to steal them from your kingdom. God, help us now to take our rightful place. Help the fathers here to take their place as the head of their home, as the guide, the spiritual guide of their families. Help the mothers to understand the incredible power that they have. Lord, it is truly said that the hand that rocks the cradle shapes the nation. That's true. That's true. I pray, God, for every, every woman here. God, I ask today, Lord, uh, that even from this meeting today, people would rise up and find your will and walk into it, Lord, with faith. Whatever it is, wherever you lead us, take us, Lord. We dedicate our lives to you, Lord. We dedicate our futures to you. We thank you for covering our past and our present failure and giving us the promise of new life into the future. Lord, we will not despise you. We will not turn our faces from you or lightly esteem you. Your word is the truth, Lord. It is the only guide we have into eternal life. So God, God help us, Lord. Help us to learn your word, to study your word, to know your word and to cherish your word. Father, thank you for the great fruit that will be born into your kingdom just from the lives that are here at the altar and on their knees in their homes right now. Just thank you for the great fruit that will be born for your kingdom's sake. Lord, we bless you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. 
chapter 26. And there was a famine in the land, beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerar. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt, dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and will bless thee, for unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father, and I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven, and will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice, and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. And Isaac dwelt in Gerar, and the men of the place asked him of his wife, and he said, She is my sister, for he feared to say she is my wife, lest, said he, the men of the place should kill me for Rebekah, because she was fair to look upon. And it came to pass, when he had been there a long time, that Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out at a window, and saw, and behold, Isaac was sporting with Rebekah his wife. And Abimelech called Isaac, and said, Behold, of a surety she is thy wife, and how saidst thou, she is my sister? And Isaac said unto him, Because I said, Lest I die for her. And Abimelech said, What is this thou hast done unto us? One of the people might lightly have lain with thy wife, and thou shouldest have brought guiltness upon us. And Abimelech charged all his people, saying, He that toucheth this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Then Isaac sowed in that land, and received in the same year an hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great, and went forward, and grew until he became very great. For he had possession of flocks, and possession of herds, and great store of servants, and the Philistines envied him. For all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham his father, the Philistines had stopped them, and filled them with earth. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. And Isaac departed thence, and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar, and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father, for the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley, and found there a well of springing water. And the herdmen of Gerar did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Essek, because they strove with him. And they digged another well, and strove for that also. And he called the name of it Sitna. And he removed from thence, and digged another well, and for that they strove not. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, For now the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. And he went up from thence to Beersheba. And the Lord appeared unto him the same night, and said, I am the God of Abraham thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee, and will bless thee, and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. And he built an altar there, and called upon the name of the Lord, and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants digged a well. Then Abimelech went to him from Gerar, and Ahuzath, one of his friends, and Phicol, the chief captain of his army. And Isaac said unto them, Wherefore come ye to me, seeing ye hate me, and have sent me away from you? And they said, we saw certainly that the Lord was with thee, and we said, Let there be now an oath betwixt us, even betwixt us and thee, and let us make a covenant with thee, that thou wilt do us no hurt, as we have not touched thee, and as we have done unto thee nothing but good, and have sent thee away in peace, thou art now the blessed of the Lord. And he made them a feast, and they did eat and drink. 
And they rose up bedtimes in the morning, and swore one to another. And Isaac sent them away, and they departed from him in peace. And it came to pass the same day that Isaac's servants came and told him concerning the well which they had digged, and said unto him, We have found water. And he called it Sheba. Therefore the name of the city is Beersheba unto this day. And Esau was forty years old when he took to wife Judith the daughter of Beri, the Hittite, and Bashemath the daughter of Elon the Hittite, which were a grief of mind unto Isaac and to Rebekah. Chapter 27 And it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau his eldest son and said unto him, My son. And he said unto him, Behold, here I am. And he said, Behold now, I am old, I know not the day of my death. Now therefore take, I pray thee, thy weapons, thy quiver and thy bow, and go out to the field and take me some venison. And make me savory meat, such as I love, and bring it to me, that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee before I die. And Rebekah heard when Isaac spake to Esau his son, and Esau went to the field to hunt for venison, and to bring it. And Rebekah spake unto Jacob her son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau thy brother, saying, Bring me some venison, and make me savory meat, that I may eat and bless thee before the Lord before my death. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. Go now to the flock, and fetch me from thence two good kids of the goats, and I will make them savory meat for thy father, such as he loveth. And thou shalt bring it to thy father, that he may eat, and that he may bless thee before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah his mother, Behold, Esau my brother is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. My father, peradventure, will feel me, and I shall seem to him as a deceiver, and I shall bring a curse upon me, and not a blessing. And his mother said unto him, Upon me be thy curse, my son, only obey my voice, and go fetch me them. And he went and fetched, and brought them to his mother. And his mother made savory meat, such as his father loved. And Rebekah took goodly raiment of her eldest son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them upon Jacob her youngest son. And she put the skins of the kids of the goats upon his hands, and upon the smooth of his neck. And she gave the savory meat and the bread, which she had prepared, into the hand of her son Jacob. And he came unto his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here am I. Who art thou, my son? And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn. I have done according as thou badest me. Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my venison, that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac said unto his son, How is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord thy God brought it to me. And Isaac said unto Jacob, Come near, I pray thee, that I may feel thee, my son, whether thou be my very son Esau or not. And Jacob went near unto Isaac his father, and he felt him, and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he discerned him not, because his hands were hairy, as his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. And he said, Art thou my very son Esau? And he said, I am. And he said, Bring it near to me, and I will eat of my son's venison, that my soul may bless thee. And he brought it near to him, and he did eat, and he brought him wine, and he drank. And his father Isaac said unto him, Come near now, and kiss me, my son. 
And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his raiment, and blessed him, and said, See, the smell of my son is the smell of a field which the Lord hath blessed. Therefore, God give thee of the dew of heaven, and the fatness of the earth, and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee, and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren, and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Cursed be every one that curseth thee, and blessed be he that blesseth thee. And it came to pass, as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob, and Jacob was yet scarce gone out from the presence of Isaac his father, that Esau his brother came in from his hunting. And he also had made savory meat, and brought it unto his father, and said unto his father, let my father arise and eat of his son's venison, that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac his father said unto him, Who art thou? And he said, I am thy son, thy firstborn Esau. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly and said, Who? Where is he that hath taken venison and brought it me? And I have eaten of all before thou camest, and have blessed him, yea, and he shall be blessed. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry, and said unto his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. And he said, Thy brother came with subtlety, and hath taken away thy blessing. And he said, Is not he rightly named Jacob? For he hath supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright, and behold, now he hath taken away my blessing. And he said, Hast thou not reserved a blessing for me? And Isaac answered and said unto Esau, Behold, I have made him thy lord, and all his brethren have I given to him for servants, and with corn and wine have I sustained him. And what shall I do now unto thee, my son? And Esau said unto his father, Hast thou but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. And Isaac his father answered and said unto him, Behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth, and of the dew of heaven from above. And by thy sword shalt thou live, and shalt serve thy brother. And it shall come to pass, when thou shalt have the dominion, that thou shalt break his yoke from off thy neck. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob." And these words of Esau, her elder son, were told to Rebekah, and she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said unto him, Behold, thy brother Esau, as touching thee, doth comfort himself, purposing to kill thee. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice, and arise, flee thou to Laban, my brother to Haran, and tarry with him a few days, until thy brother's fury turn away, until thy brother's anger turn away from thee, and he forget that which thou hast done to him. Then I will send and fetch thee from thence. Why should I be deprived also of you both in one day? And Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob take a wife of the daughters of Heth, such as these which are of the daughters of the land, what good shall my life do me? Chapter 28 And Isaac called Jacob, and blessed him, and charged him, and said unto him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Padan Aram, to the house of Bethuel, thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from thence of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. And God Almighty bless thee, and make thee fruitful, and multiply thee, that thou mayest be a multitude of people, and give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee, and to thy seed with thee, that thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger, which God gave unto Abraham." 
And Isaac sent away Jacob, and he went to Padan Aram unto Laban, son of Bethuel the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob's and Esau's mother. When Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padan Aram to take him a wife from thence, and that as he blessed him he gave him a charge, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. And that Jacob obeyed his father and his mother and was gone to Padan Aram, and Esau, seeing that the daughters of Canaan pleased not Isaac his father, then went Esau unto Ishmael, and took unto the wives which he had Mehalath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nebajoth, to be his wife. And Jacob went out from Beersheba, and went toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place, and tarried there all night, because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place, and put them for his pillows, and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascended and descended on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father, and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. And thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And in thee, and in thy seed, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid, and said, how dreadful is this place! This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning, and took the stone that he had put for his pillows, and set it up for a pillar, and poured oil upon the top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of that city was called Luz at the first. And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If God will be with me, and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on, so that I come again to my father's house in peace. Then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. Chapter 29 then Jacob went on his journey, and came into the land of the people of the east. And he looked, and behold, a well in the field, and lo, there were three flocks of sheep lying by it, for out of that well they watered the flocks. And a great stone was upon the well's mouth, and thither were all the flocks gathered. And they rolled the stone from the well's mouth, and watered the sheep, and put the stone again upon the well's mouth in his place. And Jacob said unto them, My brethren, whence be ye? And they said, Of Haran are we. And he said unto them, Know ye Laban, the son of Nahor? And they said, We know him. And he said unto them, Is he well? And they said, He is well. And behold, Rachel his daughter cometh with the sheep. And he said, Lo, it is yet high day, neither is it time that the cattle should be gathered together. Water ye the sheep, and go and feed them. And they said, We cannot until all the flocks be gathered together, until they roll the stone from the well's mouth. Then we water the sheep. 
And while he yet spake with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she kept them. And it came to pass, when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, that Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth, and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. And Jacob kissed Rachel, and lifted up his voice, and wept. And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's brother, and that he was Rebekah's son. And she ran and told her father. And it came to pass, when Laban heard the tidings of Jacob, his sister's son, that he ran to meet him, and embraced him, and kissed him, and brought him to his house. And he told Laban all these things. And Laban said to him, Surely thou art my bone and my flesh. And he abode with him the space of a month. And Laban said unto Jacob, Because thou art my brother, shouldest thou therefore serve me for naught? Tell me, what shall thy wages be? And Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah was tender-eyed, but Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. And Jacob loved Rachel, and said, I will serve thee seven years for Rachel, thy younger daughter. And Laban said, It is better that I give her to thee than that I should give her to another man. Abide with me. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed unto him but a few days for the love he had to her. And Jacob said unto Laban, Give me my wife, for my days are fulfilled, that I may go in unto her. And Laban gathered together all the men of the place, and made a feast. And it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah his daughter, and brought her to him. And he went in unto her. And Laban gave unto his daughter Leah Zilpah his maid for an handmaid. And it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, what is this thou hast done unto me? Did not I serve with thee for Rachel? Wherefore then hast thou beguiled me? And Laban said, It must not be so done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Fulfill her week, and we will give thee this also for the service which thou shalt serve with me yet seven other years. And Jacob did so, and fulfilled her week, and he gave him Rachel his daughter to wife also. And Laban gave to Rachel his daughter Bilhah, his handmaid, to be her maid. And he went in also unto Rachel, and he loved also Rachel more than Leah, and served with him yet seven other years. And when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bare a son, and she called his name Reuben, for she said, Surely the Lord hath looked upon my affliction, now therefore my husband will love me. And she conceived again, and bare a son, and said, because the Lord hath heard that I was hated, he hath therefore given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. And she conceived again, and bare a son, and said, Now this time will my husband be joined unto me, because I have borne him three sons. Therefore was his name called Levi. And she conceived again, and bare a son. And she said, Now will I praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah, and left bearing. Now we got to see in uh, chapter 29 where the tribes of Judah come from, Levi, Reuben, all of those tribes, yeah. They came from Jacob, yeah, his wife. And so I just wanted to throw that in there right quick. So we move it right along to verse 30. Chapter 30. And when Rachel saw that she bare Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister, and said unto Jacob, 
Give me children, or else I die. And Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel, and he said, Am I in God's stead, who hath withheld from thee the fruit of the womb? And she said, Behold, my maid Bilhah, go in unto her, and she shall bear upon my knees, that I may also have children by her. And she gave him Bilhah, her handmaid, to wife. And Jacob went in unto her. And Bilhah conceived, and bare Jacob a son. And Rachel said, God hath judged me, and hath also heard my voice, and hath given me a son. Therefore called she his name Dan. And Bilhah, Rachel's maid, conceived again, and bare Jacob a second son. And Rachel said, With great wrestlings have I wrestled with my sister, and I have prevailed. And she called his name Naphtali. When Leah saw that she had left bearing, she took Zilpah, her maid, and gave her Jacob to wife. And Zilpah, Leah's maid, bare Jacob a son. And Leah said, A troop cometh, and she called his name Gad. And Zilpah, Leah's maid, bare Jacob a second son. And Leah said, Happy am I, for the daughters will call me blessed. And she called his name Asher. And Reuben went in the days of wheat harvest, and found mandrakes in the field, and brought them unto his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, Give me, I pray thee, of thy son's mandrakes. And she said unto her, Is it a small matter that thou hast taken my husband, and wouldest thou take away my son's mandrakes also? And Rachel said, Therefore he shall lie with thee to-night for thy son's mandrakes. And Jacob came out of the field in the evening, and Leah went out to meet him, and said, Thou must come in unto me, for surely I have hired thee with my son's mandrakes. And he lay with her that night. And God hearkened unto Leah, and she conceived, and bare Jacob the fifth son. And Leah said, God hath given me my hire, because I have given my maiden to my husband. And she called his name Issachar. And Leah conceived again, and bare Jacob the sixth son. And Leah said, God hath endued me with a good dowry. Now will my husband dwell with me, because I have borne him six sons. And she called his name Zebulun. And afterwards she bare a daughter, and called her name Dinah. And God remembered Rachel, and God hearkened to her, and opened her womb. And she conceived, and bare a son, and said, God hath taken away my reproach. And she called his name Joseph, and said, The Lord shall add to me another son. And it came to pass, when Rachel had borne Joseph, that Jacob said unto Laban, Send me away, that I may go unto mine own place, and to my country. Give me my wives and my children, for whom I have served thee, and let me go, for thou knowest my service which I have done thee. And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thine eyes, tarry, for I have learned by experience that the Lord hath blessed me for thy sake. And he said, Appoint me thy wages, and I will give it. And he said unto him, Thou knowest how I have served thee, and how thy cattle was with me. For it was little which thou hadst before I came, and it is now increased unto a multitude. And the Lord hath blessed thee since my coming. And now when shall I provide for mine own house also? And he said, What shall I give thee? And Jacob said, Thou shalt not give me anything. If thou wilt do this thing for me, I will again feed and keep thy flock. And I will pass through all thy flock today, removing from thence all the speckled and spotted cattle, and all the brown cattle among the sheep, and the spotted and speckled among the goats, and of such shall be my hire. So shall my righteousness answer for me in time to come, when it shall come for my hire before thy face. Every one that is not speckled and spotted among the goats, and brown among the sheep, 
that shall be counted stolen with me. And Laban said, Behold, I would it might be according to thy word. And he removed that day the he-goats that were ring-straked and spotted, and all the she-goats that were speckled and spotted, and every one that had some white in it, and all the brown among the sheep, and gave them into the hand of his sons. And he set three days' journey betwixt himself and Jacob, and Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flocks. And Jacob took him rods of green poplar, and of the hazel and chestnut tree, and pilled white strakes in them, and made the white appear which was in the rods. And he set the rods which he had pilled before the flocks in the gutters in the watering troughs, when the flocks came to drink, that they should conceive when they came to drink. And the flocks conceived before the rods, and brought forth cattle, ring-straked, speckled, and spotted. And Jacob did separate the lambs, and set the faces of the flocks toward the ring-straked, and all the brown in the flock of Laban, and he put his own flocks by themselves, and put them not unto Laban's cattle. And it came to pass, whensoever the stronger cattle did conceive, that Jacob laid the rods before the eyes of the cattle in the gutters, that they might conceive among the rods. But when the cattle were feeble, he put them not in. So the feebler were Laban's, and the stronger Jacob's. And the man increased exceedingly, and had much cattle, and maidservants, and men servants and camels, and asses. Chapter 31. And he heard the words of Laban's son, saying, Jacob hath taken away all that was our father's, and of that which was our father's hath he gotten all this glory. And Jacob beheld the countenance of Laban, and behold, it was not toward him as before. And the Lord said unto Jacob, Return unto the land of thy fathers, and to thy kindred, and I will be with thee. And Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field unto his flock, and said unto them, I see your father's countenance, that it is not toward me as before, but the God of my father hath been with me. And ye know that with all my power I have served your father, and your father hath deceived me, and changed my wages ten times. But God suffered him not to hurt me. If he said thus, The speckled shall be thy wages, then all the cattle bear speckled. And if he said thus, The ring-strike shall be thy hire, then bear all the cattle ring-strike. Thus God hath taken away the cattle of your father, and given them to me. And it came to pass at the time that the cattle conceived, that I lifted up mine eyes, and saw in a dream. And behold, the rams which leaped upon the cattle were ring-strike, speckled and grizzled. And the angel of God spake unto me in a dream, saying, Jacob, and I said, Here am I. And he said, Lift up now thine eyes, and see. All the rams which leap upon the cattle are ring-straked, speckled, and grizzled. For I have seen all that Laban doeth unto thee. I am the God of Bethel, where thou anointest the pillar, and where thou vowedest a vow unto me. Now arise, get thee out from this land, and return unto the land of thy kindred. And Rachel and Leah answered and said unto him, is there yet any portion or inheritance for us in our father's house? Are we not counted of him strangers? For he hath sold us, and hath quite devoured also our money. For all the riches which God hath taken from our father, that is ours, and our children. Now then, whatsoever God hath said unto thee, do. Then Jacob rose up, and set his sons and his wives upon camels. And he carried away all his cattle, and all his goods which he had gotten, the cattle of his getting, which he had gotten in Padan Aram, for to go to Isaac his father in the land of Canaan. And Laban went to shear his sheep, and Rachel had stolen the images that were her father's. And Jacob stole away unawares to Laban the Syrian, in that he told him not that he fled. So he fled with all that he had, and he rose up and passed over the river, and set his face toward the Mount Gilead. 
And it was told Laban on the third day that Jacob was fled. And he took his brethren with him and pursued after him seven days' journey, and they overtook him in the Mount Gilead. And God came to Laban the Syrian in a dream by night and said unto him, Take heed that thou speak not to Jacob, either good or bad. Then Laban overtook Jacob. Now Jacob had pitched his tent in the mount, and Laban with his brethren pitched in the mount of Gilead. And Laban said to Jacob, What hast thou done, that thou hast stolen away unawares to me, and carried away my daughters, as captives taken with the sword? Wherefore didst thou flee away secretly, and steal away from me, and didst not tell me, that I might have sent thee away with mirth, and with songs, with tebret, and with harp? And hast not suffered me to kiss my sons and my daughters? Thou hast now done foolishly in so doing. It is in the power of my hand to do you hurt. But the God of your father spake unto me yesternight, saying, Take thou heed that thou speak not to Jacob, either good or bad. And now, though thou wouldest needs be gone, because thou sore longest after thy father's house, yet wherefore hast thou stolen my gods? And Jacob answered and said to Laban, Because I was afraid, for I said, Peradventure, thou wouldest take by force thy daughters from me. With whomsoever thou findest thy gods, let him not live. Before our brethren discern thou what is thine with me, and take it to thee. For Jacob knew not that Rachel had stolen them. And Laban went into Jacob's tent, and into Leah's tent, and into the two maidservants' tents, but he found them not. Then went he out of Leah's tent, and entered into Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the images, and put them in the camel's furniture, and sat upon them. And Laban searched all the tent, but found them not. And she said to her father, let it not displease, my lord, that I cannot rise up before thee, for the custom of women is upon me. And he searched, but found not the images. And Jacob was wroth, and chowed with Laban. And Jacob answered and said to Laban, What is my trespass, what is my sin, that thou hast so hotly pursued after me? Whereas thou hast searched all my stuff, what hast thou found of all thy household stuff? Set it here before my brethren and thy brethren, that they may judge betwixt us both. This twenty years have I been with thee, thy ewes and thy she-goats have not cast their young, and the rams of thy flock have I not eaten. That which was torn of beasts I brought not unto thee, I bear the loss of it. Of my hand didst thou require it, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. Thus I was, in the day the drought consumed me, and the frost by night, and my sleep departed from mine eyes. Thus have I been twenty years in thy house. I served thee fourteen years for thy two daughters, and six years for thy cattle, and thou hast changed my wages ten times. Except the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had been with me, surely thou hadst sent me away now empty. God hath seen my affliction, and the labor of my hands, and rebuked thee yesternight. And Laban answered and said unto Jacob, These daughters are my daughters, and these children are my children, and these cattle are my cattle, and all that thou seest is mine. And what can I do this day unto these my daughters, or unto their children which they have borne? Now therefore come now, let us make a covenant, I and thou, and let it be for a witness between me and thee. And Jacob took a stone and set it up for a pillar. And Jacob said unto his brethren, Gather stones. And they took stones and made an heap, and they did eat there upon the heap. And Laban called it Jagar Sehadutha, but Jacob called it Gilead. And Laban said, This heap is a witness between me and thee this day. Therefore was the name of it called Gilead.
and Mizpah, for he said, The Lord watch between me and thee, when we are absent one from another. If thou shalt afflict my daughters, or if thou shalt take other wives beside my daughters, no man is with us. See, God is witness betwixt me and thee. And Laban said to Jacob, Behold this heap, and behold this pillar which I have cast betwixt me and thee. This heap be witness, and this pillar be witness, that I will not pass over this heap to thee, and that thou shalt not pass over this heap and this pillar unto me for harm. The God of Abraham and the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge betwixt us. And Jacob sware by the fear of his father Isaac. Then Jacob offered sacrifice upon the mount, and called his brethren to eat bread, and they did eat bread, and tarried all night in the mount. And early in the morning Laban rose up, and kissed his sons and his daughters, and blessed them. And Laban departed, and returned unto his place. Chapter 32 And Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, This is God's host. And he called the name of that place Mehanaim. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau his brother unto the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Thus shall ye speak unto my lord Esau. Thy servant Jacob saith thus, I have sojourned with Laban, and stayed there until now. And I have oxen and asses, flocks and men servants, and women servants, and I have sent to tell my Lord that I may find grace in thy sight. And the messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to thy brother Esau, and also he cometh to meet thee, and four hundred men with him. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people that was with him, and the flocks and herds and the camels, into two bands. And he said, If Esau come to the one company and smite it, then the other company which is left shall escape. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham, and God of my father Isaac, the Lord which saidst unto me, Return unto thy country and to thy kindred, and I will deal well with thee. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies, and of all the truth which thou hast shewed unto thy servant. For with my staff I passed over this Jordan, and now I am become two bands. Deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he will come and smite me, and the mother with the children. And thou saidst, I will surely do thee good, and make thy seed as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. And he lodged there that same night, and took of that which came to his hand a present for Esau his brother, two hundred she-goats, and twenty he-goats, two hundred ewes, and twenty rams, thirty milch camels, with their coats, forty kine, and ten bulls, twenty she-asses, and ten foals. And he delivered them into the hand of his servants, every drove by themselves, and said unto his servants, Pass over before me, and put a space betwixt drove and drove. And he commanded the foremost, saying, When Esau my brother meeteth thee, and asketh thee, saying, Whose art thou, and whither goest thou, and whose are these before thee? Then thou shalt say, They be thy servant Jacob's. It is a present sent unto my lord Esau, and behold, also he is behind us. And so commanded he the second and the third, and all that followed the drove, saying, On this manner shall ye speak unto Esau when ye find him. And say ye moreover, Behold, thy servant Jacob is behind us. For he said, I will appease him with the present that goeth before me, and afterward I will see his face, peradventure he will accept of me. 
So went the present over before him, and himself lodged that night in the company. And he rose up that night and took his two wives and his two women servants and his eleven sons and passed over the ford Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him, and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. And as he passed over Penuel, the sun rose upon him, and he halted upon his thigh. Therefore the children of Israel eat not of the sinew which shrank, which is upon the hollow of the thigh unto this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the sinew that shrank.
chapter 32. And Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, This is God's host. And he called the name of that place Mehanaim. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, unto the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Thus shall ye speak unto my lord Esau. My servant Jacob saith thus, I have sojourned with Laban, and stayed there until now. And I have oxen and asses, flocks and men servants, and women servants, and I have sent to tell my lord that I may find grace in thy sight. And the messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to thy brother Esau, and also he cometh to meet thee, and four hundred men with him. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people that was with him, and the flocks and herds and the camels, into two bands. And he said, If Esau come to the one company and smite it, then the other company which is left shall escape. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham, and God of my father Isaac, the Lord which saidst unto me, Return unto thy country and to thy kindred, and I will deal well with thee. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies, and of all the truth which thou hast shewed unto thy servant. For with my staff I passed over this Jordan, and now I am become two bands. Deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau. For I fear him, lest he will come and smite me, and the mother with the children. And thou saidst, I will surely do thee good, and make thy seed as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. And he lodged there that same night, and took of that which came to his hand a present for Esau his brother, two hundred she-goats, and twenty he-goats, two hundred ewes, and twenty rams, thirty milch camels with their coats, forty kine, and ten bulls, twenty she-asses, and ten foals. And he delivered them into the hand of his servants, every drove by themselves, and said unto his servants, Pass over before me, and put a space betwixt drove and drove. And he commanded the foremost, saying, When Esau my brother meeteth thee, and asketh thee, saying, Whose art thou, and whither goest thou, and whose are these before thee? Then thou shalt say, They be thy servant Jacob's. It is a present sent unto my lord Esau. And behold, also he is behind us. And so commanded he the second, and the third, and all that followed the drove, saying, On this manner shall ye speak unto Esau, when ye find him. And say ye moreover, Behold, thy servant Jacob is behind us. For he said, I will appease him with the present that goeth before me, and afterward I will see his face, peradventure he will accept of me. So went the present over before him, and himself lodged that night in the company. And he rose up that night, and took his two wives, and his two women servants, and his eleven sons, and passed over the ford Jabok. And he took them, and sent them over the brook, and sent over that he had. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him, and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. 
And as he passed over Penuel, the sun rose upon him, and he halted upon his thigh. Therefore the children of Israel eat not of the sinew which shrank, which is upon the hollow of the thigh unto this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the sinew that shrank. Chapter 33 And Jacob lifted up his eyes, and looked, and behold, Esau came, and with him four hundred men. And he divided the children unto Leah, and unto Rachel, and unto the two handmaids. And he put the handmaids and their children foremost, and Leah and her children after, and Rachel and Joseph hindermost. And he passed over before them, and bowed himself to the ground seven times, until he came near to his brother. And Esau ran to meet him, and embraced him, and fell on his neck, and kissed him, and they wept. And he lifted up his eyes, and saw the women and the children, and said, Who are those with thee? And he said, The children which God hath graciously given thy servant. Then the handmaidens came near, they and their children, and they bowed themselves. And Leah also with her children came near, and bowed themselves. And after came Joseph near, and Rachel, and they bowed themselves. And he said, What meanest thou by all this drove which I met? And he said, These are to find grace in thy sight of my Lord. And Esau said, I have enough, my brother, keep that thou hast unto thyself. And Jacob said, Nay, I pray thee, if now I have found grace in thy sight, then receive my present at my hand. For therefore I have seen thy face, as though I had seen the face of God, and thou wast pleased with me. Take, I pray thee, my blessing that is brought to thee, because God hath dealt graciously with me, and because I have enough. And he urged him, and he took it. And he said, Let us take our journey, and let us go, and I will go before thee. And he said unto him, my Lord knoweth that the children are tender, and the flocks and herds with young are with me. And if men should overdrive them one day, all the flock will die. Let my Lord, I pray thee, pass over before his servant, and I will lead on softly, according as the cattle that goeth before me, and the children be able to endure, until I come unto my Lord, unto Seir. And Esau said, Let me now leave with thee some of the folk that are with me. And he said, What needeth it? Let me find grace in the sight of my Lord. So Esau returned that day on his way unto Seir. And Jacob journeyed to Succoth, and built him an house, and made booths for his cattle. Therefore the name of the place is called Succoth. And Jacob came to Shalem, a city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, when he came from Padanaram, and pitched his tent before the city. And he bought a parcel of field where he had spread his tent at the hand of the children of Hamor, Shechem's father, for an hundred pieces of money. And he erected there an altar and called it El Elohi Israel. Chapter 34. And Dinah the daughter of Leah, which she bare unto Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor the Hivite, prince of the country, saw her, he took her, and lay with her, and defiled her. And his soul clave unto Dinah the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the damsel, and spake kindly unto the damsel. And Shechem spake unto his father Hamor, saying, Get me this damsel to wife. And Jacob heard that he had defiled Dinah his daughter. Now his sons were with his cattle in the field, and Jacob held his peace until they were come. And Hamor the father of Shechem went out unto Jacob to commune with him. 
And the sons of Jacob came out of the field when they heard it, and the men were grieved, and they were very wroth, because he had wrought folly in Israel in lying with Jacob's daughter, which thing ought not to be done. And Hamor communed with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longeth for your daughter. I pray you give her him to wife, and make ye marriages with us, and give your daughters unto us, and take our daughters unto you. And ye shall dwell with us, and the land shall be before you. Dwell, and trade ye therein, and get you possessions therein. And Shechem said unto her father, and unto her brethren, Let me find grace in your eyes, and what ye shall say unto me I will give. Ask me never so much dowry and gift, and I will give according as ye shall say unto me. But give me the damsel to wife. And the sons of Jacob answered Shechem and Hamor his father deceitfully, and said, Because he had defiled Dinah their sister. And they said unto them, We cannot do this thing to give our sister to one that is uncircumcised, for that were a reproach unto us. But in this will we consent unto you, if ye will be as we be, that every male of you be circumcised, then will we give our daughters unto you, and we will take your daughters to us, and we will dwell with you, and we will become one people. But if ye will not hearken unto us to be circumcised, then will we take our daughter, and we will be gone. And their words pleased Hamor and Shechem Hamor's son. And the young man deferred not to do the thing, because he had delight in Jacob's daughter, and he was more honorable than all the house of his father. And Hamor and Shechem his son came unto the gate of their city, and communed with the men of their city, saying, These men are peaceable with us, therefore let them dwell in the land, and trade therein for the land. Behold, it is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters to us for wives, and let us give them our daughters. Only herein will the men consent unto us, for to dwell with us, to be one people, if every male among us be circumcised as they are circumcised. Shall not their cattle and their substance and every beast of theirs be ours? Only let us consent unto them, and they will dwell with us. And unto Hamor and unto Shechem his son hearkened all that went out of the gate of his city, and every male were circumcised, all that went out of the gate of his city. And it came to pass on the third day, when they were sore, that two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brethren, took each man his sword, and came upon the city boldly, and slew all the males. And they slew Hamor and Shechem his son with the edge of the sword, and took Dinah out of Shechem's house, and went out. The sons of Jacob came upon the slain, and spoiled the city, because they had defiled their sister. They took their sheep, and their oxen, and their asses, and that which was in the city, and that which was in the field, and all their wealth, and all their little ones, and their wives took they captive, and spoiled even all that was in the house. And Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, Ye have troubled me to make me to stink among the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites and the Perizzites. And I, being few in number, they shall gather themselves together against me, and slay me, and I shall be destroyed, I and my house. And they said, Should he deal with our sister as with an harlot? Chapter 34 And Dinah... Chapter 35 And God said unto Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel, and dwell there, and make there an altar unto God that appeared unto thee when thou fleddest from the face of Esau thy brother. Then Jacob said unto his household, and to all that were with him, 
Put away the strange gods that are among you, and be clean, and change your garments. And let us arise and go up to Bethel, and I will make there an altar unto God, who answered me in the day of my distress, and was with me in the way which I went. And they gave unto Jacob all the strange gods which were in their hand, and all their earrings which were in their ears, and Jacob hid them under the oak which was by Shechem. And they journeyed, and the terror of God was upon the cities that were round about them, and they did not pursue after the sons of Jacob. So Jacob came to Luz, which is in the land of Canaan, that is, Bethel, he and all the people that were with him. And he built there an altar, and called the place El Bethel, because there God appeared unto him when he fled from the face of his brother. But Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died, and she was buried beneath Bethel under an oak, and the name of it was called Alon Bekuf. And God appeared unto Jacob again, when he came out of Padan Aram, and blessed him. And God said unto him, Thy name is Jacob, thy name shall not be called any more Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name. And he called his name Israel. And God said unto him, I am God Almighty, be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall be of thee, and kings shall come out of thy loins. And the land which I gave Abraham and Isaac, to thee I will give it, and to thy seed after thee will I give the land. And God went up from him in the place where he talked with him. And Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he talked with him, even a pillar of stone. And he poured a drink offering thereon, and he poured oil thereon. And Jacob called the name of the place where God spake with him, Bethel. And they journeyed from Bethel, and there was but a little way to come to Ephrath. And Rachel travailed, and she had hard labor. And it came to pass, when she was in hard labor, that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, thou shalt have this son also. And it came to pass, as her soul was in departing, for she died, that she called his name Benoni, but his father called him Benjamin. And Rachel died, and was buried in the way of Ephrath, which is Bethlehem. And Jacob set a pillar upon her grave, that is the pillar of Rachel's grave unto this day. And Israel journeyed and spread his tent beyond the tower of Adar. And it came to pass, when Israel dwelt in that land, that Reuben went and lay with Bilhah, his father's concubine. And Israel heard it. Now the sons of Jacob were twelve. The sons of Leah, Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, and Simeon, and Levi, and Judah, and Issachar, and Zebulun, the sons of Rachel, Joseph, and Benjamin, and the sons of Bilhah, Rachel's handmaid, Dan, and Naphtali, and the sons of Zilpah, Leah's handmaid, Gad, and Asher. These are the sons of Jacob, which were born to him in Padan Aram. And Jacob came unto Isaac his father, unto Mamre, unto the city of Arba, which is Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac sojourned. And the days of Isaac were an hundred and fourscore years. And Isaac gave up the ghost and died, and was gathered unto his people, being old and full of days. And his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. Chapter 36 Now these are the generations of Esau, who is Edom. Esau took his wives of the daughters of Canaan, Ada, the daughter of Elon the Hittite, and Aholabamah, the daughter of Anna, the daughter of Zibion the Hivite, and Bashemoth, Ishmael's daughter, sister of Nabejoth, and Ada bare to Esau Eliphaz, and Bashemoth bare Reuel, and Aholabamah bare Jeush, and Jealam, and Korah. These are the sons of Esau, which were born unto him in the land of Canaan. 
And Esau took his wives and his sons and his daughters and all the persons of his house and his cattle and all his beasts and all his substance which he had got in the land of Canaan and went into the country from the face of his brother Jacob. For their riches were more than that they might dwell together and the land wherein they were strangers could not bear them because of their cattle. Thus dwelt Esau in Mount Seir. Esau is Edom. And these are the generations of Esau, the father of the Edomites in Mount Seir. These are the names of Esau's sons, Eliphaz, the son of Ada, the wife of Esau, Reuel, the son of Bashemath, the wife of Esau. And the sons of Eliphaz were Teman, Omar, Zipho, and Getam, and Kenaz. And Timnah was concubine to Eliphaz, Esau's son, and she bare to Eliphaz Amalek. These were the sons of Ada, Esau's wife. And these are the sons of Reuel, Nehath, and Zerah, Shammah, and Misa. These are the sons of Bashemoth, Esau's wife. And these were the sons of Aholibamah, the daughter of Anna, the daughter of Zibion, Esau's wife. And she bare to Esau Jeush, and Jealam, and Korah. These were dukes of the sons of Esau, the sons of Eliphaz, the firstborn son of Esau, Duke Teman, Duke Omar, Duke Zipho, Duke Kenaz, Duke Korah, Duke Getam, and Duke Amalek. These are the dukes that came of Eliphaz in the land of Edom. These were the sons of Ada. And these are the sons of Reuel, Esau's son, Duke Nehath, Duke Zerah, Duke Shammah, Duke Misa. These are the dukes that came of Reuel in the land of Edom. These are the sons of Bashemoth, Esau's wife. And these are the sons of Aholibamah, Esau's wife, Duke Jeush, Duke Jealam, Duke Korah. These were the dukes that came of Aholibamah, the daughter of Anna, Esau's wife. These are the sons of Esau, who is Edom, and these are their dukes. These are the sons of Seir, the Horite, who inhabited the land, Lotan, and Shobal, and Zibion, and Anna, and Dishon, and Azer, and Dishan. These are the dukes of the Horites, the children of Seir in the land of Edom. And the children of Lotan were Horai, and Hamam, and Lotan's sister was Timnah. And the children of Shobal were these, Alvan, and Manahath, and Abal, Shepho, and Onam. And these are the children of Zibion, both Aja and Anna. This was that Anna that found the mules in the wilderness, as he fed the asses of Zibion his father. And the children of Anna were these, Dishon and Oholibama, the daughter of Anna. And these are the children of Dishon, Hemdan, and Eshban, and Ethran, and Keran. The children of Ezer are these, Bilhan, and Zeavan, and Akan. The children of Dishan are these, Uz and Aran. These are the dukes that came of the Horites, Duke Lotan, Duke Shobal, Duke Zibion, Duke Anna, Duke Dishon, Duke Azer, Duke Dishan. These are the dukes that came of Horai among their dukes in the land of Seir. And these are the kings that reigned in the land of Edom before there reigned any king over the children of Israel. And Bela the son of Beor reigned in Edom, and the name of his city was Dinhamah. And Bela died, and Jobab the son of Zerah of Bozrah reigned in his stead. And Jobab died, and Husham of the land of Temani reigned in his stead. And Husham died, and Hadad the son of Bedad, who smote Midian in the field of Moab, reigned in his stead. And the name of his city was Avith. And Hadad died, and Samla of Masrekah reigned in his stead. And Samla died, and Saul of Rehoboth by the river reigned in his stead. And Saul died, and Baal-Hanan, the son of Achbor, reigned in his stead. And Baal-Hanan, the son of Achbor, died, and Hadar reigned in his stead. And the name of his city was Peu. 
And his wife's name was Mehetabel, the daughter of Mathred, the daughter of Mesahab. And these are the names of the dukes that come of Esau according to their families after their places by their names. Duke Timna, Duke Alva, Duke Jetheth, Duke Aholibama, Duke Ela, Duke Pinon, Duke Kenaz, Duke Teman, Duke Mibzar, Duke Magdiel, Duke Iram. These be the dukes of Edom according to their habitations in the land of their possession. He is Esau, the father of the Edomites. So, I have a cold today. That's why I didn't do a bunch of talking. But listen, we got a lot of the history from the beginning until where God began to multiply man in the earth. Then we got to see the chosen ones, the type of people he chose, Noah. And then it went on from there, and then up comes Abraham. Abraham had son. Noah had sons. Abraham had sons. And we get to see what God told Abraham and how it came to pass. And we get to see the things that his family went through so that we could be here today. Even with Jacob in the band, he worked for Rachel. And he had to go back and work for Rachel again. And, and really, Jaban was trying to cheat him, if, if, if I'm not mistaken. Had him to work another seven years, then more years for Rachel. When it was time for Rachel, he gave him Leah. And Jacob explained, no, no, I didn't do this for Leah. I did this for Rachel. Laban said, well, she should marry first because she's the oldest. He went on and accepted Leah, went on back to work, got Rachel. Rachel, the day finally come when he sneaked away, but Rachel stole something and hid it. Yeah, and tried to be slick about it. But listen, God have a purpose and a plan for his people. This is why we go back to the old path and take a look around. We go to the book even of Exodus and look at what the children of Israel did. The golden calf and all that stuff. See, the old path will keep us straight on the new path. Because we get we get to see God is not a God who lies. He's not a God who plays games. He's forgiving, kind, and loving, but we can't just take him for granted. And he's going to do this for us. We're going to wake up in the morning, this, that, and the other. Nope, nope, nope. we got to be careful. Why? He's almighty God that have all the power. He says what he means, and he means what he says. Now, he will forgive us and put it in the sea of forgetfulness. And he's so gracious and merciful, we'll come right back and do the same thing or do something different that's worse than we did the first time. But we got to keep our mind on him and look to the hills from which cometh our help. All of our help comes from the Lord. He made the heavens and the earth. So we got to be careful daily. And I know this is the Old Testament. It was written for our learning. But a lot of things out the Old Testament is still happening today. Everything didn't die. Everything wasn't completely changed. Because if we take the 10, and look at the last two he gave us. If you do the two, you've done the 10 commandments. So we got to be careful, got to be careful. And I, I like the book of Genesis. Uh, we just read it 
together because maybe some people never read the book of Genesis. Yeah. And, you know, some people reading the Bible is boring to them. But when you're reading it with somebody else, it make it a little bit better in my book. I like reading it by myself, but, you know, when you got others with you and you get to hear this word over again for those who read it before, it's a blessing. This is the word of God. It's the truth. Yeah. As Pastor Howell said, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And that's what we're looking for today. We're looking for the truth. Uh, I found that one, Brother Lua, and I was able, Dave Wilkerson, I was, earlier I couldn't download any of his stuff. But that one you sent me, I was able to download it and get it into the studio. So tomorrow we're going to listen to this powerful message. I thank you so much for posting in the chat room and for sending me uh, this particular message I needed to download. I woke up and saw it this morning. And I was going to download, but it wouldn't let me download any of his stuff. But I thank God he's able uh, to see us through. So listen, is there anyone else have something they would like to say this morning? If so, please feel free to press that number one and come in. And we're going to this one. Thank you. We're going to this one. And when we come back, if anyone has something to say, please feel free.
spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah, hallelujah. Brother Louie, you got your cake. Say, I gave you a cake for for the work you did. We'll work for food. Yeah. So I sent you a cake. (laughs) Ah, thank God this morning. So listen, the studio is open. If there's anyone have something they would like to say this morning, please feel free and uh, press that number one and come in. We have lots of time, lots of time. And uh, I wanted to... Uh, just share that, that the book of Genesis is for me it's a very exciting book because it takes me back to places uh, many times we forget I forget it takes me back uh, when Isaac met uh, Rachel he went into her and she became his wife no wedding none of that the moment he laid with her she became his husband. I, I mean, he became her husband. I'm sorry. And that's the way it is today, whether people believe it or not. Whoever you lay with, you married. You married them people. I don't care if it's 35, 10, 15, 5, 3, whoever you done laid with. That's your wife. And some people have, and that's your husband. Some people have a slew of wives. Woo! A slew of husbands. Because men get together and they want to show other men what they can attract and who they can attract and who they can lay with and all of this, not knowing you're sinning against your own body and not only that, but all these wives. And you're not taking care of nobody. Yeah. See, we got it that when we go, you know, and prep for a wedding and we got all this stuff on and all these head pieces and the long dress and to show the world some foolishness in my book. Because if I if I love you, let's get married today. We might as well. What you waiting on? And why I got to do all to have all this garb and all this on for people to see? Now I love you. Let's get married. And if we spending money, we gonna spend it on a honeymoon. Woo, we gonna be gone. And we may go to different countries. But you, 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 you married all these women, you married all these men, and you have not gone on a honeymoon with nobody, <laughs> had no wedding cake, no nothing. I love that about a wedding. I'm going to get that wedding cake. I love that about a wedding afterward. They call it the reception. We're going to fellowship. We're going to dance. We're going to just have a good time. We're going to eat good. Yeah, but if I had a wedding, it would have to be jeans and T-shirts. And lots of groceries, lots of good groceries. <laughs> and like I said, afterwards, we go. But again, you done married all these women, married all these men. Haven't divorced nobody. Because men that don't know they even married. Some folks marry, uh, uh, go into each other, which is you're going you gonna to marry each other and come out. Don't even know it, but here come the baby. Some men don't even know they got children. He think he have no children. But he got a son or a daughter somewhere. 20 years later, he find out he's so hurt because he wasn't a part of the child's life because he married the mama, but he left her. He didn't divorce her. He just left her and went on to marry somebody else. That's big. But you didn't get no divorce from that husband. Same thing with women, and you just keep going. 
keep marrying folks because everybody you lay with become your husband or become your wife. If it's a man, she become your wife. If it's a woman, he becomes your husband. Yeah. But the world made it easier for people to sin. Well, it's in nature too. We all come from the sense of nature, but this is the way this thing goes. But God is faithful, kind, loving, and so merciful. Yeah. That if we ask for forgiveness, he forgives us. Sometimes he just looks beyond what we're doing and move on because we see the very intent of man's heart. And he knows your mind too. And a lot of times uh, he sees that you know, we messed up in our mind. And many times it's not always the enemy. Some of this is us and what we think and what we want to do. And we'll blame the devil today, tomorrow, yesterday, oh, this morning, this afternoon, this evening, and the night. We constantly will blame the devil. Don't want to take no responsibility for nothing we did, or no blame. But we got to wake up. Admit of us, we're not doing that, but there are those that are. And we, we want to go out as often as possible, share the good news of Jesus, tell others he died for them because he loved them. And these are the things he wants us to do. Some things are required by God. Yeah. And we want to be faithful again unto him this morning again. Faithful. Because if we're faithful unto him, he will give us a crown of life that will never fade away. We'll get to go back with him when he comes. We'll get to see him face to face, see him for who he really is. He will give us a name that no one else can pronounce. We have places to go to see. And, and and many things that we never saw before in this life. Yeah. Our loved ones that's gone on in God, we get to see them again. Yeah. I'm truly banking on seeing my parents, my sister. Most of all, I want to see Jesus. I really want to see him. Because the Father sent him back to prepare a place for us. That where he is, we may be also one day. I want to come back with him to judge the world. But it takes something to get something. And I know they told you salvation is free, but nothing is free. Jesus paid a precious price for our salvation. It wasn't free. It was free to us. But salvation itself just wasn't free. Somebody paid for it, Jesus. He paid for it. Yeah. And so we want to think on these things. We want to think on heaven, what it must be like, what it must feel like. Look at the people he took Enoch and went on. He never got the case of death. Ooh, glory. I want to try that. <laughs> yeah. But he was completely sold out to God, not to his flesh, and not to the follower of the world. He was sold out to Almighty God. 
look at the Ethiopian uh, 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 eunuch. Yeah. Afterwards, who was it that ministered to him? I don't think it was Stephen. Was it Stephen? And afterward, he just he just disappeared. Never tasted death. Oh, I hope so. I hope so, Lord. I don't want to taste death. I want to go straight with you. And when you come back, I come back with you to judge the world. And see, the world is mean, and it's getting to the point now. I mean, it's some praying time. They don't want you to pray. They don't want you to mention God. Uh, if you're on the street trying to bring the word, people come against you. I- I've seen them arrest people for it. And it's on the way here to these United States of America because we done turned our back on God. We done forgot how he brought this thing about. We forgot, forgotten all he did to keep this like this, keep us free. But the wolf is not just at the church door. The wolf been at America's door. And putting some things in place. Oh, I've seen some horrible things. That will take place. It will take place. We will get to see it, many of us. Yeah. But it's okay because God will have us covered. We don't have to be fearful. We don't have to be afraid. Just know this. Stay in God. Stay in the, I don't care what come your way. Do not leave him. You're going to need him. More than you need him right now. There's a day coming you're going to need him more than you could ever imagine. And really, that time is now, too. Yeah, it's now, too. We really need him now. The songwriter said, if we ever needed the Lord before, we sure do need him now. We need him every day and every hour. If you in him and he in you, if you believe, that Jesus is the son of the true and living God. You confess your sins and ask God to forgive you. You ask him to come into your heart and live forever. You in his word. You obey what his word says. You have a personal prayer life and a personal Bible study life. Not only that, but you work in the vineyard as much as possible. You praise him and you lift him up. You worship him in spirit and in truth. You don't have a thing to worry about. You're covered. You're provided. You have the contract. Both parties have signed. You signed and Jesus signed. Yeah. You're good. You're good. And whatever you need, I don't care what comes to this country and what comes your way. Whatever you need, God is going to supply according to his riches and glory. Some things we are ignorant about, and he said, uh, get understanding. So our job, too, is to pray daily for understanding. Lord, I want to understand your word. I want to understand what I'm supposed to do. And, Lord, give me the health and strength to get it done. Don't let it be too late for me. Move, Father, for me quickly and understanding, wisdom, and knowledge in the things that I'm supposed to do. That when whatever this is is coming, I won't be caught slipping. Yeah. 
Because, you know, uh, grocery store stuff, it only lasts so long, even canned goods. They only last so long, ketchup, mustard, all of that, you know, what they call economists. They only last so long. I have to keep rotating, giving out, and putting back in. <laughs> yeah, so that, you know, stuff don't be outdated. I give it away way before it get outdated. And, and God send people. I never expected he send people. And he's on our side today in spite of us. Looks beyond our fault and yet meet our needs. He's for us today. See, these things we got to remember. If God be for you, he's more than the whole world against you. More than the whole world against you. Continue to look to the years from which come. This won't always be like this. God is perfecting that which is concerning you. Sooner or later, and I'm going to say sooner, it's going to work in your favor. Because God is yet turning it around for you. Some trials you got to go through. You can't cut them. You can't stop them. You got to go through these trials until the end. But when it's all said and done, you got a valuable lesson. Valuable lesson. And in many cases, some... Times you get to be able to stand up and lift your head up because you went through this trial, you endured until the end. Some people can't hold their head up. They took shortcuts. They even killed people. I'm just telling you the truth. And that's what God is pleased with this morning, the truth. Because he's the way, the truth, and the life. And we got to learn to love the truth. Yeah. Okay, brother. Okay, 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 okay. I hear you. Yeah, but I'm just rotating and, and giving away anyway so that others can be blessed. Yeah. Because so some people don't have food still today. Yeah. Matter of fact, I got a need. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. And uh, the woman said, there's no food in there. The daughter come out and said, I'm hungry. Hey, do you even have anything sweet? I'm hungry. I had nothing. No money on me. Yeah. And I told her, I said, I don't have no money. I said, but I'm going to go and see what I can do. So I'm still trying to see. What I can do, because without money, Walmart won't hear, Publix won't hear, Win Dixon won't hear, uh, uh, me and Mimi on the farmers market, we all right with, but without money, Mimi is not gonna hear. Yeah, that little Vietnamese woman want her money, <laughs> and she tickles me many days. I walked up over there one day, she was fighting with a black woman, a, a, a really, really heavy set black woman. I mean, and Mimi was giving her the business with them lips. I said, hey, hey, Mimi, hey, calm down. She looked at me and he just shut up. I said, what's going on? So Mimi started to talk about, I said, oh, oh, I can't only hear one at a time. So the woman said, how about mangoes? She told me these mangoes are sweet. These mangoes ain't sweet. I want my money back. I said, Mimi, would you give her her money back? Because look. All the customers you got, you don't want this going on. 
Yeah, I give her a twelve dollars back, but the lady was gonna try to take off with her mangoes. I said, ma'am, would you give her her mangoes back? The ones that's not sweet. Mimi <laughs> looked at me. Her daughter come and said, thank you so much. I said, yeah, because I don't want Mimi to cut over here. I mean, little tiny lady, real fiber, real spice. Ooh, I said, my goodness, that mean me something serious. You're not just going to make her back down because you're bigger than her. Yeah. And she have a huge spread on all kind of stuff on the farmer's market. American, Cambodian. Yeah, she got a golden miller. And by the way, Walmart got golden millers. But those who can't afford peaches like me this year... I'm not going to say I can't afford them. I'm going to say I'm not going to pay $50 for 13 peaches. That's just not in my budget, in my mind. No, that's just not for bother. So I told him next year, if the crop, because the crop didn't do so good, if if the crop do good next year during the winter and everything, and he go back to the regular delivering the peach peach truck, or he got more peaches in that box for $50 than I purchased. But I'd be looking for what I want, and I found white peaches at Walmart. White peaches. You're talking about sweet and juicy and ripe? This is my second time buying them. I bought four last week, and I finished them up uh, earlier this week, and guess what? I'm getting more peaches, white peaches. They are delicious. And I love fruit truck peaches because they're so full of flavor and juicy and sweet. But I just can't give, like I said, $13 for 50 peaches. I ain't got that yet. I might get that one day, but the day is not that day. Yeah. So I wanted to share that because I know uh, Rose Brown, Jerry, I know we buy them each year. But we just not getting up off $50, uh, no way, for uh, 13 peaches. Yeah. That one go. Yes, Sian, they are delicious. Yes, yes. Yes, wonderful. I didn't mean hood cook. I mean good cook, Sian. I forgot to put the uh, G where the F or uh, where the H was. Yeah. So I thank God this morning that he provides for us and he supplies for us many good things. Many good things. And, uh, it's not, again, I take that back. It's not that I can't afford it, but certain things I'm just not going to waste my money on. Yeah, the blessings of the Lord, because I want to show God I want to be careful with his blessings. Yeah, and so we thank him this morning, and I encourage you, don't say you can't afford something. Yeah, just say, it's time I'm just not spending money on this. I have something more important to spend my money on. Uh-huh. Amen, amen. And uh, I've got to get in touch with Sister Angela Foote. I have not seen her or talked to her for a minute. She usually would call me, and uh, we had talked about her engagement, and I haven't heard anything, so I must uh, get in touch with her. Yeah, and see what's going on. What is going on? I, I think it's her brother or her uncle. And he said, in order to heal, you must stay away from what broke you. How about that? Yeah, you can't heal, keep going back to what broke you. Yeah, and I see that so much. Yeah, I do. They they hang out with what broke them. 
It won't let go what broke them. Yeah. I got to let it go. I can't stay with it. With it. No ma'am and no sir. Oh. Yeah. And it's all right today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. All right. Is there anyone else have something they would like to say? All right. Let's go to a song right quick. Hallelujah. I found one down here somewhere I wanted to play. Oh. All right. This is not basically a request. This is what I want to play for this hour right here. It's time to praise God. Yeah. If you praise him in your house, the blessings going to come down. Yeah. And the devil can't easily defeat you on nothing. Yeah, keep a praise going. Hallelujah.
encouraging you all day long. Jesus in the Morning Radio with Barbara. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank God this morning. We give him glory. We give him the honor and the praise. Hallelujah. We love him today. We appreciate him. There's none like him. We give him honor. We worship him. Hallelujah. And so we say, I do too. I love that song. I love the beat of it. Darkness that showed out. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. They call it a great storyteller. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. So listen, good morning to your minister, Shonda, and good morning to your sister, Irene, and the brother, Anthony, and my uh, goddaughter, Laura. Good morning, Laura. God bless you, Sugarfoot. Good morning to you, Pastor David, Sister Sion, Sister Rita, good morning, and Sister uh, Jerry, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Sister Dorothy Goodman. And our main man holding that chat room down, brother Louis. Good morning. God bless you. God bless you. Thank God for you tuning in. That's why I call it that faithful few. And there are others who may be listening in, but they don't press the number one, so I don't see the number. But I just mainly say good morning to everybody. You know, good morning. Welcome to Jesus in the morning. Yeah. But good morning to this uh, uh, special faithful few. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I look to hear praise reports. God is blessed, yeah. And uh, I'm thankful unto him. There's none like him. And oh, 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 okay, Minister Shonda, I didn't see your hand. <laughs> Good morning again. How are you, Minister Shonda? Good morning, I'm fine. How are you? I am blessed. I just wanted to call in this morning and say something. Uh, so <clears throat> just want to say thank you um, for just being here in the morning and genuinely caring about the soul of your listeners and caring genuinely about everyone that comes here. Um, it's really appreciated by me because I know that you have a heart for the people that listen that you really care about their souls. And um, I just am thankful for it. And so um, that God has to smile down on what you do because you are for his people. So God bless you. God bless every listener this morning. I hope y'all have a great day. I pray that um, the Lord just, whatever you're praying for, that um, he's here and he answers <clears throat> even soon in Jesus' by everyone. Amen. Amen. God bless you for speaking the blessings upon us. And I do. I really. Good morning, Sister Rose Brown. God bless you, Sugarfoot. Honey bunny. Yeah, I thank God for that because I do. I love the people that come here. And, uh, not just a faithful few, anyone that just come, you know, we may not know them, but hey, if they come in and they come in, you know, and, and being faithful at coming, hey, we get to know you. We love you. We love you when you first came and we didn't know you. Yeah. And I, I'm concerned for people. I am that. And and I love to feed people. I just cooked, uh, what the day is? Thursday. I started uh, Tuesday cooking. And I didn't know why. 
And I finished up last night. Last night was a Wednesday. Yeah, that had to be Monday or Tuesday I started cooking. Monday probably. But I finished up last night. And look, I didn't know why, but I got a cold. I know I don't want you cooking with your cold. Get somewhere and sit down now. <laughs> but as I was finishing up last night, I felt that thing when it came on. Uh-huh. And I know why. I, I, I be doing some stuff that, yeah. Well, God take care of me. He go heal me. I'll be all right in a day or so. Yeah. I still got some of that old December medication that's still some good from when I had that bad cold. It wasn't COVID. It wasn't um, bronchitis or pneumonia. Uh, it was just a bad cold, and it lasted a while. Yeah. But eventually, them doctors got me together, prayer and the doctors. God, God led their mind on what to prescribe for me to get me over this thing, and I'm good today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, yeah, I wanted to say that, and I thank you so much. Minister Shonda, for your encouragement, because I want the people to be blessed. And whatever God gives me, I want to give it to the people, you know, to make sure they get what they need. And we come out the world and focus more on Jesus. Come out from following what you see, change your TV program, uh, 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 get away from negative folks talking negative and crazy, because they'll keep you in the pit. Yeah, not just the pit of hell, but the pit of, 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 of depression, the pit of stress, the pit of sorrow. You'll be feeling sorry for yourself because you you hang around the wrong people. We want to get a more positive people. And if you have to call me, call me. Don't worry about who I'm busy with. Pick up the phone and just call anybody, any one of you. Yeah, I appreciate those who give me a break and say, well, I'm not going to be calling all the time. I appreciate that. I, I, I can pray for myself. I'll go on now. Yeah, I like all of that. But if you need to talk to me, we need to talk about some things, and you want to talk, and you don't want nobody else to hear about your stuff, then call me. And if you think I'm going to say something about what you tell, say, say evangelist, I don't need nobody else knowing that I, I don't even need you giving a testimony about it. That's all you got to say, lip seal proof. Now, we're going to counsel, I'm going to shut up completely. And you're going to do all the talking. Because you're going to tell me all you got to tell me. And if you have a question, I'll answer it. Other than that, I'm just listening because it's counsel. Yeah. Sometimes people call me to talk, and God give me what to say, and I say it. But if, if they go into counseling, I have to shut up because I got to hear. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest part of counseling. The counselor shut up. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I thank God for it today. Thank God for it. Thank God I know my place. Hallelujah. I'm grateful unto him. So is there anyone else? Yeah. All right. We thank God this morning. We're going to pray out, and uh, we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. But if you're really listening to Genesis, I know you're finding a bunch of stuff in there. Yeah, it's going to get on even better. 
Some are going to turn into like a soap opera. You know them soap they have you on the head and the seat and how they do you. They used to do you with the soap. They Back in the day when you was in the world, what you felt was a good power, they do it on Friday. And they cut it out and you got to wait until Monday to get the results. Yeah, but in this book of Genesis, you're not going to have to wait. You're going to get it in, in a little bit. All of it. Woo! It's some great things. We, we done read some great things in there. I don't know if you paid attention or not. But, but we done read some great things. And I mean, it's, it's, you're probably like that today. He choose one sister over the other sister. And the dad is pushing the oldest girl off on somebody. Don't push me off on nobody. Although she was blessed and brought forth them 12 tribes. My goodness from Zion. Oh, that was wonderful, wonderful. And so we thank him this morning. All right, we're praying and we're out just a few minutes early this morning. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Wait, before we go, let me ask this. Those local people, if you're local in Jacksonville, would you consider a bowl of stew peas and rice for $25. It's a big bag. So just let me know if we Facebook friends or wherever we friends at or you have my phone number, just let me know what you think of that. Yeah. All right, let's pray out. Father God, we thank you for all that has been said and done. Thank you for your word again this morning, for your word is a lamp unto our feet. Father, it's a light unto our path. And forever, O oh God, the word is settled in heaven. And we ask as we depart today, sanctify us through thy truth, for thy word is true. Father, we ask that you would lead and guide us this day in the right path for your name's sake. Bless every caller and every listener, those coming through the archives and the podcast. Father, we ask today that God, you would open doors and make ways even for us and our families and our friends, near and far. Father, we ask today that you will move in our hearts and minds, fix our hearts, regulate our minds in you. Remind us of what your word says. Help us to meditate in your word and on your word. Help us to keep our mind on you during the day that we won't even sin against you because we got our mind on you. Teach us to walk in the spirit, that we don't fulfill the lust of our flesh again. Father, we need you today, and without you, we can do nothing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for looking beyond our fault and yet meeting our needs. Thank you that we can cast our cares on you because you care for us. Father, we give you glory. We give you honor and praise. We're yet the head and not the tail, no matter our situation. We yet above and not beneath. No weapon. I don't care where it comes from, Father. Your word says no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who loves us. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you right now for your healing power. Oh, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you for all you've done. Ah, thank you, Lord, what you're doing right now. 
And Father, what you're going to do. Thank you, Lord, for healing today. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah for healing your people. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. You heard my cry. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power. Oh, we thank you today. We thank you today. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Bless every one of the Facebook groups. Because, Lord, we're not out performing fashion. But we're praying for others. We ask again that God you would remember Jessica Ray's dad and remember her mother this morning. Touching here today. Oh, I know you're doing it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Bless our going out today. Bless our coming in. Father, continue to meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your Son, Christ Jesus. We thank you this morning for all you've done. Can't say thank you enough. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you. Thank you for what you're doing right now again. And thank you for what you're going to do. Great and mighty things. Help us to open our spiritual eyes. The Lord, we can see you. Open our spiritual ears that we can hear from you. In the name of Jesus, we ask it all. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another. In the name of Jesus, go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves the cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today, June the 22nd, 2023. In Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye and have a blessed day. And again, I speak the blessings, the healing power, the blessings of God more than enough upon you today. No lack in the name of Jesus today in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye again and have a blessed day. And uh, we're going to a last song of the morning here. And uh, when we come back, I mean, we won't be coming back uh, after this song today. Yeah, we won't come back. So we thank God. We thank God. Bro.
trouble within your trouble you can share you can share The blessing, yeah, from above, from above, heals the sick, and he heals the lame, says you can do it too, in Jesus' name, I lift you up and he turns you around, and I put your feet back.
Uh, take something right now. Whew. 